This is episode 449 of the AWS podcast, released on May 25, 2021. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. So I'm Alicia here with you. Great to have you back. And we're here with a launch episode, a brand new service called AWS App Runner. And to talk about this, I'm joined by a very special guest. I'm joined by Ashkay Ram, who is a product manager here at AWS. G'day, Ashkay. How are you doing? Hey, yes, I'm doing well. How are you? I am well, and I'm excited for us to talk about this. So let's just start at the start. Uh, AWS App Runner, it's something new. What is it solving for? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. I'm super excited to talk about this new service. It's called AWS App Runner. App Runner is a fully managed service that allows developers to build scalable and secure web applications in minutes. What that really means is if you're a customer, you have source code or container image, uh, and, and that has uh, that houses the business logic of a web application. You simply come to App Runner and click deploy. And what App Runner does is it deploys your application. It scales your application in and out based on traffic. It load balances the traffic and encrypts the traffic. So what it really allows you is to focus on your applications, is which is building and running web applications, uh, while you let AppRunner handle the rest of all the infrastructure management for you. So, so this is interesting. I mean, it's 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 interesting as we look at the landscape of what customers on AWS get. Is they get a whole lot of ways that they could deploy. What was the motivation behind this particular operational model? Because it's really kind of like just, you know, bring a container image or your source code and, you know, wave your hands around and stuff happens. Tell us about the, the, the rationale here. Yeah, no, absolutely. So today customers have uh, a lot of options in AWS. And, and let's take the example of a web application packaged as a container image. Customers can choose with AWS Fargate, which is a serverless compute engine for containers. Uh, and along with Fargate, they also have need uh, an orchestrator. We have two choices here at AWS, uh, Amazon ECS and Amazon EKS. Customers can also have a load balancer because web applications need load balancing, so they can add on an application load balancer. They can also use application auto-scaling, which is AWS application auto-scaling, so that they can set up their target tracking and scaling policies based on metrics they choose. And they can set up a CICD system using code deploy or encode pipeline. What this really means is customers get a lot of choices, and we see plenty of customers use these services and, and the, the degree of flexibility and power it affords them. But we also had a segment of customers who said, hey, I really want a fully managed service for web applications where I don't manage the load balancer. I don't know much about container orchestration. So can I just get started and you know scale it for me and run it? And when we really asked customers, it really uh, this segment of customers specifically came down to three specific requirements. The first is some of these customers didn't have much infrastructure experience, and they didn't have teams of infrastructure experts to help them. And they really wanted to just get up and running without much expertise with infrastructure. The second is. We had customers say that, hey, uh, we've heard of plenty of options where we can run applications easily, but we hit a wall. And some of these super simplified solutions uh, when uh, are hard to scale when, when you know customers' businesses grow. So they're like, yeah, I want it to be easy to use, 
But as I scale, I want to scale with the service. Otherwise, I, I don't want to avoid an expensive re-platform later on. And finally, they said they really want it fully managed. They don't want any resources, infrastructure resources in their account because there are options to simply provision resources uh, and, and, and uh, through scaffolding. But these infrastructure resources live in the customer's account and it's the shared responsibility of the customer to manage them. They don't want to manage it. They want AWS to fully manage it so they don't see these infrastructure resources. So that's why we came up with AppLearner so that you can focus on, so if you're a customer who doesn't have much expertise in infrastructure or containers and want to just focus on running your web applications and want a service that will scale as your business grows and handles all the infrastructure for you. That's why we specifically build AWS AppLearner. So that's really interesting. It's really about those customers who not only say, I don't understand infrastructure. It's like, I don't want to understand infrastructure. I don't want to see it. I don't want to know about it. I'm not interested in it. Uh, Go run my app. So what what kind of customer workloads are suited to AppRunner? Yeah, I think anything that can run as a web application, be it backends, mobile backends, uh, it could even be a front end. It could also be uh, uh, microservices. We see plenty of customers run microservices in containers where they split their uh, particular business vertical into many, many services that perform a certain function and have a request response space patterns. There's APIs, there's websites. So pretty much anything you can run in a web application is supported. And obviously one of the things we do with our customers is, is work backwards from the customer. And so what were some of the top features that customers wanted us to have in AppRunner? Yeah, no, absolutely. So I think the uh, the key uh, coming to the uh, when I said customers really wanted a service to scale well in and out, and they didn't want to really tie together multiple services uh, to make it work. So the first feature which was super important for AppRunner was built-in request-based scaling. Uh, so as customers' businesses grow, or uh, or you know, or let's say it's not business hours anymore, you want to shrink it down. So that elasticity is really built into AppRunner where you don't have to add on any application autoscaler and tune any metrics separately. It's completely built into AppRunner. You simply say, hey, here's the number of concurrent requests a specific container can handle. Uh, and AppRunner will automatically scale those containers in and out based on your traffic. The other feature customers really want is they really wanted to focus on the developer experience in that whenever they're developing, they, they really care about their productivity. And when when they're deploying a new change in the source code, they want this, the the service they want the service to listen to changes to their source code and automatically deploy a new version. So this is a pretty cool feature where customers can you know change any line in source code and and click deploy or push it to push their code to their repository or container image to ECR Amazon ECR and we listen to the code changes and deploy it on your behalf. Now what they also said was. Hey, you deploy it for me, but I want safe deployments by default. Don't I want mm. blue green by default? Don't break anything. So what we do is, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Don't break. Don't break our existing customers. So what we do is, we only roll forward if the new version comes up and is healthy. And if the new version doesn't come up, we automatically roll back. So you should see zero downtime deployments by default. That's one more feature of AppRunner. And finally. Customers really wanted a pricing model which scales based on requests. So in AppRunner, you pay for resources which are compute and memory resources consumed by containers that scale in response to your requests. Uh, And you get a very elastic pricing model. 
And one one of the other interesting things we learned from customers is they really wanted low latency response rates when it comes to paying. So they wanted to see no cold starts for their customers because web applications post a lot of request response where based applications where there's a user on the end. Uh, and you really want your user to have the best possible experience. So we have low latency by default. Uh, what I mean by that is you should see consistently low millisecond latency for your applications. And that's how we have configured our pricing as well to make sure that we optimize for low latency put by default applications as well as applications that scale in and out. And that latency and, and price combination, I think, is really interesting because you're talking about a pricing model that is that is very elastic and really scales based upon the, the demands. And I think we've, we've all learned recently that uh, elasticity never goes out of style. Uh, things go up, things go down, yeah. you can't predict it. Uh, but one of the things that you've done exactly. interesting is, is you know, you, you scale your containers down, but you maintain the memory provision by container. And so this helps with that speed up process of that sort of, if you've got very uh, intermittent access, the system is designed yes. around that. It's not just we're saying it'll do it. It's like it's, it's built to do it. Yes. Exactly. So this was this was something which we worked really hard on and, and got a lot of customer feedback. And this was true from right from the smallest of startups to to a large enterprise, like from a bootstrap bootstrap startup to a large enterprise. Customers really care about request latency. And what they said was, if the service can really help deliver low latency by default, that's their first order primitive. And then the second is obviously like given that we delivered this amazing experience for our end users. How can we optimize on costs and be really elastic and scale in and out? So that was why we said, hey, by default, when an applic when there's no traffic coming into an application, we'll actually hold on to something called a provision container. A provision container is, is only your memory of it consumed by application and it's held on. So you pay an, a low nominal fee for it. But what this gives you is uh, whenever a request comes in, you automatically get low latency response rates. That's why we 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 realized that total costs matter to customers, performance matters to customers. So that's when we, we kind of walk that balance into what's the right configuration to go out by default. That's yeah, a really interesting fine line to walk along. Now, we also have, we've talked a bit about containers. We've also mentioned um, deploying from source. So let's maybe dig into that a little bit. Is it containers? Is it source code? Is it both? What languages? Help us understand that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm glad you asked. So, so customers can come to AppRunner with either source code or a container image. The source code language runtimes we support at launch are Node and Python. We will support more going forward, but that, that's, uh, so if you wanna use source code, you can absolutely specify a GitHub repository and link to that to your app learner, uh, app learner service, and we will automatically take your source code, build a container out of it and deploy it for you. So you can come to app learner with source code, absolutely. And the runtime supported are uh, Node and Python. We will support more in, in going forward, but that's uh, what we will support at GA. Now, if you want to customize it and come with your own runtime, you can, of course, at launch, um, uh, package it as a container image, and that will be supported, of course. Now, speaking of containers, obviously, Copilot is a tool that a lot of our customers use when interacting with AWS and the various container-based destinations. Is, is AppRun a part of that ecosystem? Yeah, no, absolutely. So we are Copilot will be supported at launch. And there's some really interesting use cases with Copilot. I want to spend some time here. 
So Copilot uh, is, is a command line interface for customers to simply deploy. And, and it, it has a really powerful um, interface for customers because it deploys so much for customers by keeping the interface really application first and application focused. And if you think about web applications, uh, you can say Copilot uh, init uh, load balance web application where uh, it, it usually deploys it on ECS on Fargate with an application load balancer. So you can also like uh, deploy it, uh, deploy a service on AppRunner where you don't even have to manage uh, the container orchestrator or the load balancer. It's fully managed. But what Copilot also does is an, a web web application usually needs storage associated with uh, the application because it needs uh, some place to store uh, like a database. And Copilot has this uh, Copilot init storage integration where you can easily provision a DynamoDB uh, table and hook it up to your uh, application that runs on AppRunner. So it gives you that consistent CLI interface, which is really, really developer focused. And you can deploy your application, your front-end applications, your back-end applications, your web apps on AppRunner. You can deploy your storage and databases on something like DynamoDB. And the whole thing works behind a single uh, simplified uh, uh, CLI experience with uh, Copilot. Very nice. And there's also, uh, obviously, the console experience as well. So if you just want to get in and do a bit of point and click yeah. to start off with, you can, you can kind of do that as well. Absolutely. You know, we spent a lot of time on our console. We we spoke to a lot of customers. We performed a lot of, uh, we, we got a lot of feedback basically on our console. So absolutely, you can use our console end-to-end as well. But if you prefer a CLI, Copilot is there for you. You can also use the AWS CLI. If, if you're familiar with, uh, with AWS, you can absolutely use any of these three interfaces to run applications on AppRunner. Now let's do some uh, some uh, deconstruction for our long-time listeners. You know, long-time listeners will be listening going, this sounds a lot like our old friend mm-hmm. Elastic Beanstalk. How does it fit in with ECS or EKS? You know, there's, there's lots of different ways you can deploy applications on AWS. Maybe walk us through kind of almost like that decision tree of, of what fits where. Yeah, no, absolutely. So usually if we, uh, what we see while observing Fargate is we see a lot of new customers start with the managed service and, and they start with Fargate, ECS Fargate. Now, when AppRunner is here, let's say you're just running web applications, you're likely going to be starting on AppRunner because there's lesser number of infrastructure resources uh, to manage. And, but this is not always true. Let's say you're a new customer and you don't have web applications, you have uh, you have uh, batch applications, you have big data processing applications, you have a whole gamut of applications. And you're really looking for uh, the power of a container orchestrator where you can orchestrate a variety of application threads. That's when you'd choose, you'd see customers choose ECS or EKS. And sometimes they, you, they, we don't see this as an either an or decision, it could be an and decision as well, where they, you know, they have their web applications on AppRunner, they have their data processing application, ECS Fargate. So that is, uh, that's a level of choice which customers have. And usually an ECS or EKS is, is, is far more featureful in the breadth of applications and the power and of control it gives you. So if you really want that level of power and control, you can use a container orchestrator like ECS or EKS. And if you want managed compute, you can use Fargate. You can also use EC2 instances. So that is where AppRunner fits in along with the rest of ECS and EKS. Uh, and your question on Beanstalk is totally valid. So Beanstalk had, Beanstalk has, I should say, a very, very uh, developer-focused interface 
We continue to invest in Beanstalk in making sure it, it, uh, customers use Beanstalk are um, you know, getting the right level of support and features. Uh, but with Beanstalk, all these infrastructure resources live in your account. But what customers said was, uh, a segment of customers said is, we don't want these infrastructure resources in our account because uh, we want it to be completely managed by AWS. And that's where AppRunner comes in. It takes the developer experience of Beanstalk, which is super simplified. And it also adds in that layer of everything is managed and things scale in and out pretty quickly. So that, that's how AppRunner ties in with Beanstalk. Uh, so if you want uh, everything managed, there's AppRunner. If you want the simplicity of a developer experience and you still want to manage the infrastructure resources, you want that level of control, you can use Beanstalk, which will provision EC2 instances in your account and you can manage and choose and pick. You get all those options. So that's how we see these two services play out uh, relative to each other. I think that's really useful to to get that sort of delineation because it's really about how much control and detail you want to have and or how abstracted away exactly. you want to be. And you know, everyone has different preferences, so you can you can choose exactly, <laughs> exactly. And also it depends. Like uh, so, so from some early feedback we've got from customers, it's, it's, they they identified a segment of applications. They use some of these powerful container orchestrators, but they identified a segment of applications and said, "Hey." Let's take these applications and put them into something like AppRunner. Whereas let's focus the put the rest behind the ECS or ETS deployment. So it really is customers who use both. And there's some customers who use only one. It really depends. There's a variance in customer needs and requirements, and that's why we, we launched this new service. I like it. Now, the good news is AppRunner is, of course, generally available. How do people get started yes. with it? Yeah, so the easiest way to get started is go to the console. We have a bunch of samples on ECR public gallery. You can just specify the sample in, as a URL and say, hey, this is my application and try it out. And I, I, I kid you not, it's actually a few clicks and you can deploy it. And you should be up and running in minutes. And it kind of gives you a taste of what you can deploy on AppRunner before you actually use some of your more complex uh, web apps where you have an API and database. So we'll have all these samples ready for you. So you can get started in the console, the Copilot CLI, the AWS CLI, all of it is ready for you. Sounds like a nice, nice easy way to, uh, to get started and test it out. Yep, absolutely. Akshay, thanks so much for coming on today and, uh, and telling us all about this brand new service. Yeah, we're happy to. I look forward to learning more from customer feedback and working on improving the service. Definitely. We, lo- we love to hear what people do with things. And to that point, we do love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com is the place to do it. And until next time, keep on building.